Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to another edition of the Sure Thing, Sure Thing here on a Thursday, getting you ready for the college and NFL football weekend with our pitch one show here alongside, as always, with Ryan Silva. You can listen to our radio show Sunday nights on Talk Radio 1190 uh, from 7 p.m. Central Time to 8 p.m. Central Time. Uh, you can listen to us on the iHeart app or search Talk Radio 1190 on the Internet or use the old radio dial and listen to us that way. That's how you listen to our show, and then we do this. All of our stuff is on SoundCloud and iTunes and the iHeart podcast app that is on the short thing. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in uh, again. All right, we'll start off with our records. Last week I went 5-2 and two in college, so... My college record is 25-24 and 7. NFL record on the season. Back-to-back winning weeks for me 3 and 2, so I'm 20, 17 and 2 on the season. I am 45, 41 and 4. And Ryan, what is your uh I'm sitting uh I'll start with the NFL. Let's start with the NFL. <laughs> I, I like that. I like that. Uh, back-to-back four-in-one weeks for me uh, in the NFL. Staying hot. I mean, at least I can't in one, uh, one division, I guess. Uh, so that brings my total record in the NFL, 23-17-1. and What would you say your overall record is? I'm 20-17-2, and two, which doesn't make sense. That makes then, zero sense. Uh, I'm going to have to go back. Oh, you know why? Because you added that one in like week two. You like threw in an extra six. You threw in but an extra one to try to make it. 23 17 Twenty-three, seventeen, and one. I'm twenty-seven. I'm twenty-seven and two. So you, yeah, you would have had three more games than me. I don't know. I mean, I've been keeping <laughs> riveting up. radio. Yeah. I've been keeping up two every week. I mean, I might need to go back and listen. There could be some math issues here with me. Yeah, that wouldn't. We're in week eight. Yeah, but they, remember, we started out doing five games and then the Cowboys as well. So six games altogether. No, no, five. Or four, and then the Cowboys. Yes, and then I think we had we went one to... week where we said the Cowboys. But what week are we in the NFL? Are we week nine? Yeah, this yes, is week, week nine. nine. So we've done eight weeks. Eight times five is forty. So we should have forty picks. So I'm missing three games somewhere. But I have an extra one. I'm twenty three, seventeen, and one. Okay, well the the one I get, I'm missing three games. You know what? We'll just make it twenty three, seventeen, and two. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I got to go back and look. Uh, I'm somewhere around 500, though. It's <laughs> not above water. All right. <clears throat> anyway, as we move, uh, pardon my my voice. I'm got a little something going on. Uh, I guess you could say, you know, I'm consistent. I'm consistent in the NFL so far. I'm staying consistent in NCAA. Too bad it's the other way. Another two and six week for your boy. <laughs> bringing the total record overall to 20 and 36 oh my god oh my dad told me because uh, i feel uh, you had uh you were you were bartending an event downtown on saturday and uh i texted you or i dm'd you because my phone wasn't working and i was like oh i wonder how your picks are doing and i was sunday morning i went back and listened to the show uh I listened to your picks on the show, and every it was just so funny. Everything you said, the exact opposite happened. And I know, look, that happens to all of us. Yep. But it was just funny. Another week, my dad was listening to it. He goes, is that his picks? He goes, he's like, tell Ryan I'm going to fade every single one of his picks next week because you could be making some serious money if you're doing that. I'm saying, if you're fading me. At what, 36 and 20? Oh, boy, you'd be hot. So oh I'm, I'm handing out winners one way or the other. It's just <laughs> yeah. whether you decide to. To back me or fade me, but Look, uh, either way, you're welcome. We say Stu Gotts. Uh, Stu Gotts says it. Congratulations, you take my winners. 
tough luck if you take my loser. So we'll go with that theory here. All right, this is a great slate of the uh, college football. One of the best weekends we've had in the last couple weeks or so. We have SEC East and West big showdowns. We got a big Big Ten East matchup. I mean, just good game, a big, huge Big 12 game. I mean, just big games galore. So we'll run down the top four games uh, of the weekend, and then we'll give our cards. And let me tell you, doing some pre, pre-show pre talk between the two of us, we got some loaded double-digit picks for uh, both of us this week. So I'm just saying, if I, if I hit them all this week, I'm looking pretty good for the rest of the season. You're still six under. but It's better than the, 16 under. Exactly. <laughs> all right, so we'll start off. With the game in uh, Ann Arbor, Penn State versus Michigan State. Penn State still is an outside chance if they want to make the Big Ten. Uh, if they want to play in the Big Ten championship game, they need to win this game, and then they need uh, Michigan to beat Ohio State. I don't really see a way. I, I think Michigan's going to win this one. The line's 10. Uh, I actually like the over-under of 52. Penn State's defense has serious issues. Um, I think Michigan's going to be able to score pretty easily against them. I know the Michigan defense is really good, but I still think McSorley is going to be able to muster up at least 20 points. Uh, I think this is like 34-20, and the, so that covers you right there with the over. But I, I think, look, Michigan, they're trying to do the revenge game. Last year, Penn State whooped. Uh, I think it was 43-17 last year against Michigan. Just smoked them. So, look, Michigan was able to have their revenge game against Wisconsin and Michigan State, so they're 2-0 in that. And now Penn State is next up on the list. So I like uh, the over in this one, 52. But I like Michigan to win outright. I'm just not confident enough. Uh, I'm not taking the points in this one. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, pretty much everything you said. Um, so good job there because you're pretty Appreciate smart if you – Said everything I was thinking. Um, no, Agreed. but uh, a, uh, I, I agree. I think Michigan's going to take this win. Uh, I don't know if it'll be by the full 10, um, but I, I thought I might have seen it at 10.5 either way. I, I don't feel comfortable to put that Fluctuate. on my card. Yeah. Um, you know, once this podcast goes out, chances are the number the number's going to move. The, yeah, <laughs> we're, 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 we're moving numbers, and numbers are moving big slings before the game like before kickoff sometimes before thursday uh but anyway no yeah like i said michigan's gonna take this one penn state hasn't been playing well recently um and uh i mean that's really all i got to add to it as far as my thoughts so uh, i'm right there with you i don't know about the total though kind of a big number 52 um you know it michigan it, it kind of i kind of the the total I think depends on Michigan. Depends on I which agree. Michigan team we see offensively. Um, if they do spread it out and run more of their college style offense that they can run with Shea Patterson, or if they run the pro style offense where they're just going to line up in I formation and pound you to death. So uh, you know that 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 number that number is tough as well to uh, pinpoint whether it's going to hit or not. All right, going to the uh, we'll we'll touch on the SEC East game, which is Georgia is hosting Kentucky. Kentucky's eight and a half point favorites. I think the over under is forty four. This is by far the biggest game in Kentucky football history. They had a stunning win against Mizzou of just come from behind proportions. Missouri in the second half had eight straight three and outs. They were. I was. I had Missouri minus seven last week. I thought we were cruising to victory, uh, and they had eight straight three and outs. So Kentucky somehow found a way on with an untimed play on fourth down to win it with a touchdown. They're riding high. Georgia's coming in. Nice, pretty dominating performance against Florida. 
Uh, I the eight. This game is not on my card, but I think uh, Georgia win this wins this one pretty easily. I just uh, just there's something about a team when they have the biggest game in their program history at home. They wet Every, themselves. Yeah, I mean, especially a team like Kentucky that's not been there. Say this would have been. Like a Tennessee, like a team with some history. A team that's been there before. Yeah, Tokyo. I mean, but Tennessee, they've been there like right, 10 right, years ago. But, but yeah, at the least program, a, the program, the program history, yeah. Kentucky's got nothing. I just feel like this is just agreed. What themselves. Uh, I hope it's a good game, and I hope the people of Kentucky can enjoy a nice game. They're not all like, oh, my God, this is great. All right, well, we'll now hope for the two to go 10-2 and two or whatever. But I just think Georgia – they're 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 rolling. They had that little slip up against LSU, but last week with against Florida, they got the confidence back. I just like Fromm. I really like Fromm. Again, I don't think Kentucky can pass. I don't understand how they can pass the ball against Georgia. The only reason they beat they beat Mizzou is because Mizzou's offense was awful. Yeah, and I just don't think Kentucky has enough firepower on offense to compete with Georgia. I agree. And as good as Kentucky's defense has been playing. Georgia can beat you from different angles. They can beat you with the run game. They can beat you with the passing game. And be able, being able to stop both of them, we've only seen one team really that can do that. It was LSU. And even that was kind of a shocker when LSU did uh, do that and, and blanked them in, in the first half in the game that they played them. So, again, I just don't think Kentucky has the big-time players to hang with Georgia. Georgia's a serious contender to get back in the playoff again this year, even though they're sitting at number six uh, in the playoff polls. I still think, you know, obviously they're going to have to go. The road goes through Alabama, but that, that goes without saying. But even to, you know, be in the conversation, I think Georgia is going to going to be there till the end. And Kentucky, it, it's been a nice story so far this season. I just think it probably ends here. Um, but it's definitely something to build on for the program. But, yeah, the, the eight and a half is a big number. Um, I think just because there is that possibility of, of Kentucky's defense maybe showing up, if I was going to put this on my card, I would still probably lean uh, Georgia plus or minus eight and a half. So that means Kentucky would probably cover just the way my record's going. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You're doing the reverse there. The reverse. But I mean, this, you. this is a, this is a playoff. This is an elimination game. Yeah. hundred percent. Because Kentucky still, I mean, they went out. Kentucky's going to make the SEC championship game. Georgia, as we've said so many times, two losses. Good night. See you later. Could you imagine a Bama versus Kentucky oh SEC my game? God. SEC I, championship? The line would have to be 30. Probably the biggest in history oh. for a ter- uh, conference championship. I mean, if, look, it'd be great for Kentucky. It'd be great, but yeah, uh, yeah this is a, this is a quote unquote elimination game. So uh, I like Georgia in this one. Uh, all right, we'll go to Austin before we touch on the big game of the weekend, and this is West Virginia traveling to Austin. West Virginia coming off the dominating performance against uh, Baylor last week. Texas goes on the road last week to Oklahoma State and loses by three after the first half. They got they got shellacked in the first half, and then they rallied late, but Oklahoma State was able to hold on. And that was kind of a – look, everyone was kind of on Oklahoma State saying, hey, you got to take the plus three. It's a spot game after everything with Texas. Are they quote-unquote for real, which I, well, which I, I don't really – uh, I don't like saying is a team for real or is a team for not. But it just goes again, uh, as everyone knows, Tom Herman not great as a favorite. Last week, three-point favorite. This week, he's a two-point favorite, the, the over-under. And this one is, uh, it 58. is 58. Um, But Herman at home, and as a favorite, he's he's pretty, pretty bad. 
it's just something he can't motivate the guys as much. I uh, I would lean West Virginia. I think you could. This is a this. I, do you think this is an elimination game for the playoff? Because I feel like both. I think both teams are done from the playoff. Uh, yeah, I think I think West Virginia might have the better chance against than Texas. Yeah. But I don't think these teams like there's got to be massive chaos for these guys. Oh, together. for sure. Yeah, I think they're they're both already eliminated. Um, West Virginia had that disappointing loss against Iowa State. Obviously, Texas, we already know about them losing game one out of the gates to Maryland. Looked like they might make a nice little run until slipping up again last week. Um, oh, yeah. Texas out. They got two losses. Just West Virginia. Yeah. This is for them. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, it, like you said, because West Virginia is in the Big 12 North, correct? There's no divisions in the Big 12. The top two teams in the Big teams. 12 right, play in the them. championship. Anyway, um, so... This has Big 12 championship be, game compli- uh, implications. That's, what I was that's yeah, exactly that's, what I was getting at. Whoever wins this game that's is on dumb, the inside track to face Oklahoma in yeah, the championship game. Yeah, my dumb, dumb brain was, was working towards that. Uh, anyway, I would probably lean towards West Virginia, too. Um, I haven't been able to pick a Texas game right all year. Picked them both to win uh, in both games they've lost, and I've picked them to lose in every other game that they've won, almost every other game they've won. So take that with what you will. I actually do have the over on my card. I'm taking the over 58 in this game. Uh, West Virginia, we both we know can put up points. Texas can. I think Shane Bouchelle might be Texas's quarterback. Sam Ellinger, he struggled last week uh, in the first half, kind of got things rolling, but I've, I've kind of always been a Bouchelle guy. And we saw while Ellinger was out, they were able to put up quite a bit of points, and their offense looked like it was finally rolling. Um, and it still did a little bit last week. It was just a day late, dollar short type of deal. Um, but I think 58 is a number that both teams, both of these teams can hit, and they're not exactly defensive stalwarts either. So um, I like the way that works. I think the biggest matchup uh, of this game is, do you think Tom Herm- Herman can beat Dana Holgerson in a fight? Because he, tr- he tried to get, Van Dunk- or he tried to get uh, <laughs> yeah. Gundy last week. Uh, no, I don't think so. I'm taking Hol- Holgerson in that fight, Holgerson, too. I mean, the hair to me just sets him up. You, you got to be some type of crazy to wear that kind of cul-de-sac, power alleys, whatever you got up yeah, there. Yeah, Holgerson, Holgerson looks like that type of guy that just, he, he knows a lot about whiskey and, like, just sipping yeah. whiskey. This is a shooting whiskey, and this is a sipping whiskey. And that's <laughs> one of those guys I'm just not going to, I'm not going to mess with. So I think I'd take Holgerson in that fight, too. Yeah, I mean, look, this, if Texas loses this one, it, they will show that they, yeah, they they beat Oklahoma, they beat uh, Oklahoma, but they haven't been able to back it up with their next biggest test, quote unquote. Right. After that, obviously holding on against Baylor, but you gotta you gotta keep building on that win. And they ha- if they lose this game at home, they're not going to be able to build on it. You got everything against they had against Oklahoma. It just goes is, away. It goes away. But yeah, you could say, it's hey, not for nothing. Hey, a nine-win season if they went out isn't shabby, right? But you're like, okay, we beat we beat to we lost to Maryland somehow. Then what are the two losses? Home at West Virginia, and then road on Oklahoma State when we had a great chance to uh, be a playoff contender. And I just I think West Virginia will Greer. They got something last week against Baylor. They needed that recovery, so I like West Virginia. Not on my card. Also on my card, I have the over. I like the fifty-eight. Um, over 58 in this game. And then finally, the other uh, ranked matchup, number one versus number three at LSU Saturday night. Uh, the line 14. What do we have? Is he over 50? 54. 54. I think Bam is going to steamroll him. I really, I really do. I, I hope the game's close. I always enjoy when these two play, and it's a close one, not the 9-6, just greatest game of the century. Oh, my God, it's so good football. 
Uh, I just I really think the biggest thing comes down to quarterback, and Tua to me is just is just significantly better than Joe Burrow. And it's not that I don't like Joe Burrow. I just think Joe Burrow, he's completing 52% of his passes. That's not winning. And he takes a bunch of sacks. And I just I just don't – I don't think Burrow with his arm can beat uh, Alabama. And I think another huge loss is they have uh, Tredavious White, the cornerback for LSU, is going to be out the first half. And – I think that's that's a huge loss for LSU in the first half. So LSU in the first half should just try and grind out eight-minute drives, even if they settle in field goals, just to make sure White is on the field for more of the Alabama possessions. And I just I just think Alabama, they uh, they just I think they roll here and it gets ugly. Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be a pretty easy win for you know I say easy, but they, I, I think they're going to roll to a, to a victory here as well. Um, LSU's offense. I've been a big Joe Burrow guy all year. Um, I, I think he does enough to win, and that's sometimes all you need out of a quarterback in the SEC. But this Alabama team is a whole other animal with Tua and the offense that they've been able to put on the field this year. Uh, Tua hasn't even played in the fourth quarter this year just because they've been blowing teams out. As good as LSU's defense is, I just don't think – I mean, losing your, your number one corner uh, is going to be tough in that first half. And honestly, I think I'm sure you probably agree that there's no way he should be out this this uh, yeah, first I mean, half. Yeah, I mean, so dumb, such a dumb rule. That that targeting call, not only the rule, the call was just terrible. Um, and then Alabama's defense, when you do get a mediocre or above average quarterback to you know right around average, uh, they kind of feast. And if he d- he does take a lot of sacks, that that is a knock against him. And we know that that front seven for Bama is just so good. And you, you sometimes have to try to beat him with your arm, and I just don't think Joe Burrow is, is that guy. Um, 54, though, as, as the total, I think that might be a touch high. But also, I like I said, the way Bama's been scoring this year, uh, there's really no telling on on what – you know. I can't get a feel for it of, of what's going to happen here. But, I, again, i just kind of reiterating what you're saying. I, I think, think Bama, that the over comes down to how many – it's in LSU's hands. Yeah, because you know what Bama's going to score. Yeah. I think Bama's going to be around 28, 31, 34, Ooh. type of that range. Then it's whatever LSU is able to muster up. up. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think this is going to be another Bama Bama win. Uh, I just don't see anybody beating Bama anytime soon as long as Tua is playing quarterback for them. I I could see Clemson giving him a run. Uh, but, yeah. I With a freshman quarterback? Yeah, I think Lawrence is really good. And they're 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 blown. I know they played Louisville last week, but they're they Lawrence seems like he's – uh, he's finding a stride there, and Dabo kind of has Bama's number, maybe a little bit. I I I don't know. He I beat him once. He did beat him once, so <laughs> I would consider that as having a number, or you you know how to game plan against right. him. But yeah, I think yeah, they beat him once, played him close. Look, you're time, gonna need yeah. Bama to play terrible, and you're gonna need Tua to not play well, uh, for a game to beat him. But I I don't. I know they Alabama hasn't played anyone. I just I just don't think they're gonna do. Uh, I don't think I don't think this week is when Tua plays bad for right. and and to play bad he needs to have like below average. How about like, he throws an interception? That kid yes. hasn't thrown an interception yet. He this might year. throw one this week though. Yeah, I'll say that he might throw one this week. But Tua's got to play at like a forty percent level for I think a team to have a chance to beat him. Uh, but this is like the reverse Alabama teams. They always would rely on the run. Mm-hmm. Now they don't even really need to run it. They right. just chuck it all around the field, and yep. it's wild. All right, 
To our cards, uh, I don't have a game on that one. To the cards, I have something tonight. I like UCF. I had it at 10. I wrote this number down on Tuesday. I liked it so much. I wrote it down on the sheet of paper. It was at 10.5 Tuesday. Now it's up to 11, 11.5. I still like it. So UCF against Temple at home. I th- UCF's getting disrespected in the poll, in the playoff. They're at 12. Throw them in the top 10. They're, they they've won twenty in a row. I think they they're gonna need to run up the score on Temple. So I like ten and a half uh, or eleven, eleven and a half, whatever it is for UCF. I see it at ten and a half. So we'll go. Okay, 10 we'll go ten and a half. I like it. Uh, I have West Virginia Texas over fifty eight. Uh, I have Iowa State over forty six against Kansas. I the line's fourteen on my sheet. I've scribbled out and wrote fourteen and a half for Iowa State. Three or four times. I can't decide it, but we'll just roll with the over at 46. USC, Oregon State, over 61. Oregon State, huge comeback win last week against Colorado. Absolute stunner. They were down 31-3. to They can put up points. USC can put up a ton of points. Both defenses are garbage. Love the 61 over in that game. Tomorrow night, Middle Tennessee, this is Friday night, Middle Tennessee State minus 13.5 against Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky is absolute garbage. I love Middle Tennessee State minus 13.5. Louisiana Tech plus 24 against Mississippi State. I don't think Mississippi State has scored 24 points in four weeks. And so I don't understand. They're not scoring 24, and they're not should not Louisiana Tech. Louisiana Tech's played pretty well out of Conference USA at Mississippi State. Nice win against the Aggies last week. Look ahead next week to Bama, Louisiana Tech, plus 24. Duke, plus 9.5 against Miami. Miami is in shambles. They lost last week. They don't know who's playing quarterback. I think there's a lot of tension with Mark Rick from doing some reading about what's going on. Uh, in, in, down there in South Florida. No atmosphere in this game at the Hard Rock uh, Casino Stadium, whatever they call it. I think it's going to be dead. It's bring your family and friends and have a good time at this one. If you're in the nosebleeds, you might sit fifth row if you get a chance to. No atmosphere like Duke, 9.5. As I said, Penn State over 52.5. And, and then we'll go with it. I'll go. I've, I've been leaning on this one. Baylor plus seven and a half at home against Oklahoma State. I just like the spot. Let down Oklahoma State after last week's huge win against uh, Texas and Baylor. We'll just take it just because of the spot. All right. Nice. I like it. Uh, I'll start off with a game tonight, a little action for you. NIU versus uh, Akron, uh, over 37. It's one of those Thursday night game action games. They're usually pretty high scoring. Uh, both teams score combined 39 points a game, so law of averages, I'm assuming. Hopefully they hit that uh, that 30. You're trying to th- get some revenge on your Toledo, not very good, and then they beat Western Michigan yeah. last week by about 30. Yep, <laughs> yep, that would be the one. Uh, then I got a little Friday night action for you. Colorado plus three against who? U of A. Uh, Arizona's coming off a big win last week against Oregon. Kind of improbable. I didn't think that was going to happen, especially the way it did. I um, think that was like what people thought Arizona was going to be like this year. Yeah, they, they did kick quite a few field goals, but that was more so the offense where we just didn't have to punt a lot. Um that we were that we we're looking and hoping for. Uh, Arizona hasn't won back-to-back games all year, so I think that trend kind of continues. And uh, Colorado is playing, like I said, pretty well offensively. They haven't all year. I think they sit at five and three right now on the season. And Arizona is very below average defensively. Uh, we just have nobody up front, our front four, that can stop anybody. So I think uh, I think Colorado wins this outright. But if not, I'll still take that three net that three-point cushion just in case. I already said I took the over fifty-eight West Virginia at Texas. In this game. 
kind of a head scratcher for me. I almost didn't do it, uh, but I'm going to do it anyway. These games historically aren't high scoring. I'm taking over 42 in the Army versus Air Force game. Oof. Yeah. that These games are usually like 13-7 or like 10-6, but your boy's got a feeling. <laughs> so I'm going with Army. Army's, Army's actually been putting up a uh, pretty decent amount two. of points. And uh, so I think I think we may be able to sniff that that over 42. Maybe if we can get like a like a 30 to the 13 or something like that. I'll take that. Even Look, the tide's got to turn for you sooner or later. I mean, it can't go this bad the entire year. Uh, I'm taking A&M plus four against Auburn. Uh, Auburn, like he's like we've said, hasn't been really playing uh, hot recently. Aggies are coming off a bad loss, I think, last week against Mississippi State. Uh, so kind of a bounce back game here. Uh, and Auburn's having a, they had a decent win last week against Ole Miss. So maybe kind of a little bit of a hangover. Although that game really meant nothing. You never know. Uh, but I will take A&M. Mostly, I'm taking Jimbo plus four is kind of what it boils down to. I'm taking South Florida minus seven against Tulane. Your boy's got a feeling. That's pretty much all that boils down there. Tulane's not very good. U- USF is, I think they're seven and one on the year. Um, so they're playing. They lost last week. Yeah. So they're bounce playing. back. They're playing pretty decent football. Definitely a bounce back game. Florida State plus nine versus uh, right at, or excuse me, Florida State plus nine at NC State. Oh. NC State, I think they've lost back to back games here. So uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is a tough one. Florida State, they're kind of building a little bit more momentum uh, after st- with that dreadful start. I think they started out 0 3. I. Did you see the score last week for the game? Uh, no. You might want to rethink this because they I'm got take, beat nope. fifty-three to seven against Clemson. Oh, I mean, they, yeah, no, I did see that game. Yeah, that's <laughs> okay. against. I mean, that's against Clemson. That game technically doesn't even count. So, but and but they, I mean, Clemson shellacked NC State. So where does that put them? Okay. No, I know. I'm just. Right. So, I'm just saying on the building momentum. Yeah, but like I said, that game doesn't even count okay. in my mind. So okay. <laughs> uh, they started off zero and three. They started off zero and three. They got to uh, three and. four. Three and three, and then no, they lost. I, no, 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 I, I know what you're saying. Or no, actually, they started out on three, and then they got to four and three, and then they lost last week. They're on seven, Agreed. Four four. Look, they've been playing better minus last week. Yeah, but like I said, that doesn't even count. <laughs> uh, so Florida State plus nine at NC State. Florida, I'm going to take minus six against Mizzou. Mizzou's offense struggled last week. Uh, I've been a big Drew Locke guy all year. Um, I've kind of been on him since last season towards the end. Uh, uh, my family member and I, we talk about him, you know, possibly being the number one draft pick out of uh, – out of uh, or in the draft next year, not the number one draft, but the number one quarterback rather. But I'm still taking Florida minus six. Their offense looks good, defense playing good. Oregon minus ten against UCLA. Bounce back game for Oregon after losing big to a uh, pretty not good team again against Arizona. UCLA just sucks. This one I had to talk myself into, but I'm doing it anyway for an even ten bagger. Houston minus fourteen at SMU. Houston just scores. Like they, they're probably scoring right now, and they're going to be keep scoring until next week. When we're doing the podcast, um, and SMU is just a very meddling middle of the road team. If that, they're probably below average. So I'm going to take Houston minus 14. Ed Oliver did end up playing last week, so I'm assuming he's going to play this week. Um, so SMU is going to have trouble scoring and moving the ball, and so I th- and Houston will not. They never do. So I will take Houston minus 14. All right, now we shift over to the NFL. Boy, deep dive into the college uh, ranks. Their NFL. We since the Cowboys play Monday night. Really no need to preview that game. We'll do it on the show Sunday night. Um, got lot, I think this is a good NFL slate. Yeah, We, we got Rams, Rams, Saints, Packers, Patriots, uh, Steelers, Ravens, if that, what's the appetite? Um, but, yeah, lots of good. I like, obviously, the Rams, Saints is the biggest uh, game of the weekend. So we'll just dive right into our picks for the NFL. Uh, I have the Texans. We'll start tonight. I got the Raiders plus two and a half tonight against the Niners. I know it's at 
San Francisco. No travel needed. The, something's got to go right for the Raiders, I think. It's like, who do you trust, Derek Carr or C.J. Beathard? That's kind of how I feel about my NCAA pick. Something's got to go right. I'll, I'll roll the dice with Derek Carr. And yeah, he's done and it before, half. yeah. I just think they're they're more probably due for a win than the Niners, and Brita is supposed to be out for the Niners, and they got some issues on the offense there. So I like Raiders plus two and a half. I like the Texans plus one. I know Denver plays well at home. The Texans have won five in a row. They are rolling. You're giving me a point on the road against Denver, against Deshaun Watson versus Case Keenum. I'll take that point all day long. I like the Steelers plus three against the Ravens. The Ravens have lost two in a row. Jamie and I both felt last week the Panthers. Jamie said the Panthers were just going to do it against the Ravens, and they did just do it. That's and exactly I, what they did. And I just think the Raven, as the Steelers, you're giving three points to me. At, yeah, I know it's at home at Baltimore. Baltimore struggling. I like the Steelers plus three. I like the Falcons plus one and a half against the Redskins. Mainly just because I don't know if the I don't think the Redskins can win three in a row, and the Falcons do have a good offense. I know the Redskins have a really good defense. It's just I think the Falcons they're just gonna do it. I think they're just gonna lose by one, and uh, <laughs> like we're that. good to go there. So we cover by the hook. And then finally, as much as it pains me to take the Patriots, it worked last week. I like the Patriots minus six. I think the Packers coming off the bye week last week. Exhausted a ton of effort into that game. That was their, I think the season was on the line. They thought in the coaches and front offices' mind, not the players' mind, you saw that trading away ha ha Clinton Dix this week and Ty Montgomery. Not really surprised Montgomery got traded since they told him not to throw, not to return that kick out of the end zone. But I just look, I like the Patriots minus six. I just on the road, two road games in a row, brutal schedule too in LA, then on a Sunday afternoon. Then play Sunday night in New England. A lot of travel there. I just like the Patriots in the spot minus six uh, with the trades the Packers made this week and just the psyche of the team. I, I think I know it's a lot of points to give to Rodgers, and he's never been an underdog by six or more back-to-back weeks. I just still think I like the Patriots. All right, we got we got a couple uh, similar picks. We'll go ahead and start off Pittsburgh plus three. Like I said, Baltimore is just not, really not playing well. Um, Baltimore and Pittsburgh, their offense is 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 rolling right now. They don't have quite the the defense we're used to seeing Pittsburgh have. But James Conner's doing a great job filling in for Le'Veon. We already know about Antonio Brown and Juju Smith Schuster. Uh, ben Roethlisberger just kind of doing his thing back there. So if you're gonna go ahead and give me those three points, I'm gonna take that. Uh, this one, Tampa Bay plus six. I'm gonna take them against Carolina. They're throwing Fitzmagic in there. You don't know which Fitzmagic you're going to get or if you're going to get Fitztragic. Um, but I th- I think that this is going to be a high-scoring game, and if they do get into a shootout, I think it does favor Tampa Bay more so than it does Carolina, um, and it, it, whether it's against the spread or just as the game totally. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and take Tampa Bay and that six points. Miami minus three versus Jets. Miami's actually playing pretty decently with Brock Osweiler back there, the Brockett ship. Um, they are going to be without a couple wide receivers. They were last week, but uh, Amendola is going to be filling in fine. Devontae Parker is going to be back there. Uh, Kenyon Drake has been playing really well, and so has Frank Gore. Frank Gore has been playing uh, pretty good for an old man back there, uh, still chugging along and still trucking, dude. So I will take Miami minus three. The Jets, Darnold, still, he still needs to figure it out. Um, 
the offense has really kind of struggled, uh, especially with Bilal Powell. He's out on IR, could be done for the rest of his career, which you don't wish that on anybody. But uh, Isaiah Correll has kind of been their lead rusher right now, and they just really don't have the weapons. I mean, yeah, Robbie Anderson, he's a good wide receiver. Quincy Nua, not bad. But other than that, uh, there really isn't a whole lot offensively going right for the Jets, so I will, again, take Miami minus three. I'm also on Houston plus one right at, at Denver. Deshaun Watson's playing really good right now, coming off a huge game last week. Their offense as a whole is kind of rolling. Lamar Miller's been great. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Will Fuller's done, but Kiki Cote has been pretty good in, in you know a fill-in role. And now they have Demarius Thomas, which I, from what I've read, he's going to be playing there, uh, playing in this game. And he's already obviously has plenty of experience playing in Denver, playing at that high altitude. And it really gives uh, Deshaun Watson another weapon, one that he really, I guess, yes, you could say he needed with Will Fuller being out, but it's just kind of an embarrassment of riches right now. And then I'm going to take the Chargers plus two at Seattle. Again, their offense is really rolling. Melvin Gordon, he didn't play uh, two weeks ago in London. Uh, They had their bye week last week, but... uh, Phil Rivers is just kind of Phil Riversing right now. He's sitting back in the pocket, just chucking the rock around, spreading it around to Keenan Allen, Tyrell Williams, the deep man. Uh, he's had a couple big touchdowns the last two games they've played. Mike Williams caught one too. And Seattle, I just don't know what to think of them. They're just kind of a very average team right now. So I think the Chargers plus two at Seattle, even though it is in Seattle, I think they can get it done. All right, now to the women's picks. My mom won three and two last week, so she's six and four. For the season, we recorded these, but uh, we're going to play it coming out of uh, – we're going to play it on the show Sunday. So talk about a three-day tease. Tune in Sunday to listen to that. She's got the Raiders plus two and a half. She's got the Vikings minus four and a half. She has the Bucks plus six on the Fitzmagic train. Saints minus one and a half. And then the Titans plus six and a half. Not bad, not bad. So let, let's workshop something real quick. So we had talked off air about saying the winner between Jamie and your mom gets to come on for a segment after the Super Bowl. Yeah. So should we should we just start from last week? I know your mom had yeah, a hot yeah, week yeah, the yeah, first yeah. week. Yeah. All right, we'll so start that last week. I'm just keeping her overall. I know we had a little miscommunication. There. All right. So Jamie was 2-3 and three last week. All three of her losses were, were by three points or less. So she was definitely feeling the pain of uh, picking games against the spread. Uh, she's back on the Chiefs train, minus eight against Cleveland. Uh, she's also taking Miami, minus three, versus uh, the Jets. She's taking Atlanta, plus one and a half, versus Washington. So hopefully when Atlanta loses that game. Contentious uh, household. Oh, yeah. It can rub <laughs> it right in her face. Um, Houston, plus one against Denver. Smart girl. and uh, she's, All three of us on that. Yeah. Not great. No. <laughs> and then she's taking the Rams, plus one and a half, versus the Saints. Uh, she says... She thinks the Rams are going to win anyway, so I'll take another point. I said, right. you know what? Great logic, logical thinking there, wife. You want me to throw something up for the Chiefs? If you're playing d- daily sport, daily daily NFL, load up on Kelsey, load up on Kareem Hunt, homecomings for them playing in Cleveland. Man, and I bet you nobody saw that coming. You mean you're gonna? I'm gonna play Travis Kelsey and Kareem Hunt. Well, just if you're thinking you weren't, I'm just saying. Maybe Next, you're you going to tell me to play like Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady. Okay, come on. <laughs> maybe it's a value strategy. You're not worried about playing them, but automatic starts for those guys. All right, smart guy. <laughs> just say it. Look, I understand it. What do you think like, about Todd Gurley? Should I start him this week too? Or you you run out of salary cap space. <laughs> I'm saying must starts for DraftKings. Those are guys that you need to must start. 
All right. You know that you you you've dabbled in. I, you know. I'm you, just, I'm you, just I know balls. you are. I know you are. I'm just explaining to the people. All right. Well, this was a longer one of our longer pick'em shows. Hope everybody uh, enjoyed it, and uh, we will talk to you guys on Sunday night talk radio 1190. We'll see you then.